it's even more impressive. Yeah, it, was it just hilarious. gets more and more impressive. Yeah. Um, and, and then he discovered a mouse and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I've changer. been playing yeah, this on extreme difficulty. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. How's it going, Connor? It's going. It's going? It's going. I've had my caffeine now. You've had your caffeine? I feel Your nice iced blonde vanilla latte as per usual? Yeah, that was my my first uh, coffee of the day, so I feel functional now. We're in the afternoon, so it's acceptable. Too early for a drink, but solid time for a coffee. But today, we have our third guest of 2023. Hello, guest. Hello. Feel free to introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Dan. Hello, Dan. Not Hello. the same Dan. Not New different Dan. Dan. Dan, different Dan. Dan 2.0. Also likes Pokemon, though. Yeah. Yep. Also likes Pokemon. I feel like that's just. A, I feel like that's gonna be a very common thing yeah. for everyone that comes. We can just say that about everyone. It's gonna work. I'm everyone? actually just gonna start saying that about everyone. Yeah. Everyone that comes on likes Pokemon. By default, likes Pokemon. It's actually the criteria to get on. Yep. The it's actually it's actually the criteria. Yeah. There's no other single criteria. single point. That's it. You like Pokemon? Okay, you can come on. Yeah. I suppose. But Dan, how are you? I'm doing good. Are, are you excited to be on the podcast here? Yeah, I'm excited to uh, talk about some nerdy stuff. Some yeah, nerdy yeah, stuff. That's what we do. That's what we do here at the good old podcast. The what now? The podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the podcast. Hasn't finished his coffee yet. Yeah, I know. It's, it's getting there. But Dan, we've we've talked for a while about having you on. We've actually mentioned you on many podcasts. Not Not specifically your name. But, but we always say our friend that likes Star Wars. It's yeah, true. I, I always laugh whenever I hear it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> we're always like, oh, yeah, we have a friend that like tells us about this or like really is into this. And we're just like, he'll be on. One day. One, one day. day. And, and today's, today's the, the day. day. Finally. The yeah. day's the day. So obviously, you like Star Wars. Yes. But what, what, what other types of, as Matt likes to call them, nerdisms? Like what, what kind of is under your umbrella? Well, Star Wars is probably the one I've got the most knowledge on, but I, I do really like the MCU movies. I try to read about comic characters when the movies come out. Um, I love video games, anime, uh, basically every nerdism. Every nerdism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gaming. Also esports. Yeah. Yes, esports, gaming, actual sports. Actual sports. What a combination. How do you keep it all together? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go through phases where like I'll phase something That's fair, out. Yeah. That's the and best then, way to do it. Yeah. Like right now I'm back in an anime phase, but like I'll phase like. You'll burn out and out. then you'll go to something else. Yeah. yeah. Like if one of my teams in hockey or League of Legends sucks, I just stop caring for right, a while. So I guess you, guess you won't be caring out. at all this year. Yeah. Yeah. For all the fans out there, if you know anything about hockey, Daniel is a Habs fan. So the Montreal Canadiens. They're not doing so hot. No. But they were okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Hopefully, we get Bedard. That would be uh, got two cracks long. at it with Florida sucking. Yeah, yeah, that could be two top ten picks, which would be hype. Could really uh, accelerate, as they say, the uh, rebuild. I mean, yeah, if they get Bedard, they could be even competitive next year, right? So yeah, you won't have to wait a decade like some people. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Fourteen years? Fifteen years for the Sabers? I think it's twelve years. Twelve, 12 years, years with okay. no playoffs. Yeah. Damn. Fun. No one likes playoff hockey anyways. It's all about the regular season. Yeah, yeah. That cup run for Montreal a couple years ago was super boring. Yeah, I bet. You yeah. didn't care about that at all. No, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one cares about how it ends. It's all about yeah. the beginning. Exactly. And Buffalo always starts strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it always exactly. starts strong at the beginning. 
And I'm assuming you watched the World Cup. Yep. Yeah, I actually watched it with you and yes, Troy, who was on the podcast. That was an amazing finals. Probably the best final I've ever watched. Yeah, that was probably one of the best soccer games I've ever watched. And like, it, it was really good. Canada was fun to watch. It was exciting to see Canada, even just playing. It doesn't yeah. matter if they lose. Like, just to exactly, see yeah. that they were in the World Cup and playing. Yeah, exactly. And looking good at times. Well, yeah, they were in the hardest group and they managed to like put in like a admirable performance they almost beat belgium like they demanded that game so they started off strong against croatia yeah which maybe was a bad thing because then they woke the hell up and it was like okay we're gonna crush you now yeah or or maybe we went off the gas hard to say yeah and one of the the only team to score against uh, morocco until i think the semifinals right which is yeah looked doomed from the start now that you look at it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that was easily the strongest group in my opinion but I'm sure, you know, lots of experience for the young young guys and yeah. I hope hope to see them do even better improvements, you know. Yeah. On the in the in the following World Cup, which will be in North America. Yeah. Yeah, so they're guaranteed to go, which will be hype. And we'll I'm sure Dan and I, Troy, will try and hit up a game. I if, think if so, we're lucky yeah. cuz I think they play at the uh, TFC Arena yeah. at least which is the games. smallest place they're playing at. Yeah. for the World Cup, but we'll try our best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be completely wrong about this, but I think they're doing one stadium on each coast like i think they're doing Vancouver, yeah they're a little Toronto, older, yeah and then i think like la new york and then i have no idea where in mexico yeah i'm not too sure about the mexican uh stadiums they're going to all right moving on from something that matt can actually talk about now oh thank you thank you so star wars obviously there's lots of star wars content constantly being put out we got the book series we have animated shows live animated action shows, shows live action shows live and action of movies. course there's Obviously. All the talks about the movies. Yeah. What are they going to do next, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling about some of the new, I guess, Disney lore content overall? Let's go with the Disney Plus lore, basically. Well, I think in general, the shows have been killing it. Like, I, I think most of the stuff that gets released on Disney Plus has been like a slam dunk. Like, I, I think, you know, like Andor was a huge success. Obi-Wan had some controversial and, you know, split split fans on it i was personally a fan of it um but like everything they've done like with the ahsoka character the mandalorian character all that's been very very well done it's almost like if you have the right people involved things can be good and smooth oh yeah john favreau and dave filoni are just like gods to star wars fans <laughs> they've done so much good for the the whole series yeah you can argue like they really are like writing the ship where they went wrong with the, the yeah. films right yeah makes you really think though like I know that, you know, everyone's tired of the Skywalker saga kind of, but how would that trilogy, how much better would it have been if they had Dave just yeah. like writing or helping assist, right? Yeah, no, Dave is like the lore master for Star Wars. Exactly. So like anything like people make in Star Wars, they always ask Dave like, hey, would this be something the characters would do? Or is this like something that would make sense? So like that would have helped, but. And you know who Dave has on speed dial to check in on too? <laughs> A certain someone that might know something about Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, the guy who gave him his start, George (laughs) Lucas himself, right? But um, I think the biggest problem with the sequel trilogy was they didn't have a vision for it. Yeah, they they didn't have like a true direction. Yeah, like J.J. Abrams did an amazing start to it. Like The Force Awakens is a very... created all the threads. Like, hey, you can go whatever route you want. And theoretically, there you could argue that he, he made it so that you could have more movies. Yeah, no, like... More than just a trilogy. He gave probably one of the best 
like starters for a trilogy that any other director or writer could have asked for. But and us as Star Wars fans, I remember how hype everyone was to see that movie. Well, I know a lot of people have like 50 50 feelings with The Force Awakens as well, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, it's just a rehash of A New Hope or whatever. It right? is very similar, but, but it works though. Do you it remember does, how yeah. hype being for it though? Like yeah. all the hype, both of the original trilogy like you know the different were, generations yeah right? everyone was excited for it i yeah. remember it was nuts uh, but I, I think the biggest problem like i said was they didn't have a vision where they didn't have one guy saying okay, okay in each movie this is going to have to happen yeah. for things to progress and like you lose things like the knights of ren that ended up being a throwaway which that would have been the perfect villain for the eighth movie Snoke Half was of a the lines, Snoke yeah, was a pretty much yeah. all of the was a plot lines they set up in Force Awakens. Where it was the Knights of Ren, Snoke, yeah. Ray's parents, everything. For, yeah. uh, Finn being debatably Force sensitive, yeah, Phasma. Yeah. All these plot points were set up, and it just all got destroyed. I'm in just the thinking last of Jedi. all the content creators that were probably like, oh. This was like a hint or an Easter egg or a foreshadowing. Mm. And like they're all like doing these lists. And then the second movie comes out and they're just like, never mind. All of those were. Yeah, done. listen, we're going <laughs> to yeah, kill yeah. Snoke. Uh, Ray's parents are nobody. Finn's. Uh, I actually have no idea where we're going. Person, yeah. like. But uh, but like J.J. Abrams even did a great job with the ninth movie for what he had. Right. He like, tried. He tried his best to salvage. Yeah. yeah. For, for what he had from the eighth movie. It was a solid conclusion. But if he had made the eighth movie. Like there, it would be a coherent yeah, it story. Been a, a coherent story where like actual development between the characters and like, like if you can summarize like the eighth film in the opening credits to nine, just to like yeah. you because the thing is, in my opinion, you can watch Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker, yeah, and you can just read the opening like roll credits of Rise of Skywalker, and you don't need to watch Last Jedi, which is unfortunate to say because. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to skip a movie in a trilogy. But like the whole trilogy takes place over like what like five months like it's it, something stupidly short like yeah, that yeah like i don't even know if it's a full year right whereas like for example the prequel trilogy is like obviously there's a big time jump i was gonna like say yeah to be fair years. there's a jump yeah but even the original trilogy was i think six years total like yeah. there was a sizable jump between each movie and the sequel trilogy was just not planned properly yeah they could have done an easel like a even a time skip during the movie of the last jedi yeah just to time skip a, bu- a little bit yeah I agree. I agree. Very you much agree? so. Oh, that's good. Well, I think the third movie, yeah. yeah, like like Dan said, like they did the best they could. There were definitely some scenes from that movie that were just like yeah, offensive to people's brain cells. Oh, like the the I am all the Jedi moment. Oh, and like and like the awesome the tool that like lines up with a the Yeah. Like what? How would that ever actually like that is the most plot yeah. convenient thing yeah. ever? Like it, oh, it is, yes. This actually is perfect to the wreckage. Like, yeah, right. Give me oh, a break. It, it reminds me a lot of like Naruto, where it's just like, well, it's Hashi cells. Like, it's it, it's the Force, man. Like, yeah, the Force just, is broken. It, <laughs> any anything that you can't explain can be explained by just saying it's the Force. It's the, force. It's the Speed yeah. Force, you know, DC, yeah. and everything is just ignored. Yeah. But I think Rise of Skywalker has probably my favorite Easter egg inside of the Star Wars movies, because um, obviously there's so many cameos, Easter eggs, etc., through all nine movies. But I still think personally, Rise of Skywalker. The John Williams cameo is phenomenal, which a lot of people don't even know that he has a cameo in that movie. Yeah, I don't know if I even know that. Yeah, so in um, when they go to meet up with Babu Frick and they go into like that underground world, there's like the bartender character. That's John Williams, and if you pause that or like where like they kind of pan around, if you look, there is about forty two Easter eggs around the wall of every movie John Williams has composed for. That's cool, including like the bad robot logo. 
and there's reference to like it's phenomenal. I'm gonna have to go look at that. It's yeah. such a random Easter egg. A lot of people don't even know that John Williams has a cameo, but hmm. to, in my opinion, like there's so much content in that shot. That Did you notice is. that when your first watch there? I noticed some of the spot, like I saw the bad robot in the background, a couple other things, and I was like, wait a second. And then I looked, and I was like, okay, obviously the bartender's got to be somebody. Right. And then I watched the behind the scenes doc, and they're like, yeah, they spent so much time setting up just that single shot just for John Williams, and it was just. Yeah, the bar the bartender is almost always someone in Star Wars, like in the yeah. Mandalorian. Uh, the Star Wars, like the robot cantina owner, is Mark Hamill voicing it. Yeah, ah. so, yeah, like Mark Hamill lends his voice to so many random tiny one liners in Star Wars shows just because he's Mark Hamill. <laughs> he loves Star Wars too. Yeah, but it's just a huge which is nerd, why he though. was not yeah. a fan of the way obviously Luke was taken because he yeah. hardcore disagreed. Yeah, that was. He does not let his uh, feelings. Uh, his feelings are not left quiet. Yeah. If, you, if you follow him on Twitter or anything, like yeah. he definitely has said his opinions on like. Well, that's when not you my play Luke. a character, yeah, when you play a character for that long and people, well, that's the thing, right? He's, and he, apparently, he did try and like put in his own two cents, being like, "No, that's not what Luke would have done." This, that, the other thing. I mean, the other thing is like obviously he and he. I mean, he, that's why he was still in the movies, right? Like at the end of the day, he's like, "It may not be my Luke, but this could be another generation's version of Luke." Yeah. Right. Like so, and he, he wants still to respected give that, it. Yeah. Like, I mean, but, I don't know how much this fueled his motivations, but he got paid a lot of money for those <laughs> movies too. Yeah. Like in Probably episode helped. episode seven, he's in it for like four seconds. He's the second highest paid actor. Not surprised. It, it's literally Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill. Which like if you look sense. at the Old top build cast, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like probably because they had to. Like I don't want to say they tried to bribe him to be like, hey, we're making another trilogy. We need you. Kind of thing. Well, isn't that what the, what the problem was with um, Harrison Ford? He's like, Ford. Yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford particularly. Well, yeah, he was like, I don't want to play that guy again. The funniest thing is Harrison Ford openly doesn't like J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah, he okay. doesn't like working not... for J.J. Abrams, but he came back for J.J. Abrams in the ninth movie, which is like oh, weird. That was like the biggest shock when I saw him because he was like, I'm never doing Star Wars again. That shit sucks. Like, I'm done. And then. Like three years later, he's like, "Okay, I'm back." <laughs> I guess. Ah, oh, they yeah. gave me enough money. Yeah, basically. But. Yeah, but that's just Harrison Ford. They're like, "Hey, Harrison Ford, we're gonna do another Indiana Jones movie too." I think we're he likes Indiana because well, he didn't. He any... ask for a specific, um, like he wanted to see like the full idea and scream. Yeah, before he even agreed to it. Yeah, to be like, because especially he, he did a pre-screening out of, of his own, being like, "Well, worth my time or not worth the my crystal time." Crystal Skull thing too, right? That was such a big. It was book. so bad. Yeah. Well, even going back to the original trilogy, he wanted. On Solo to die at the end oh, of the sixth movie because okay. he was like, I never want to do Star Wars yeah. again because he's more of a serious actor. Fair. And then uh, George Lucas and like the other executives were like, okay, if we kill Han Solo, we're going to lose a lot of money. People aren't going to buy the toys. Yeah. So they made him live and then, you know, 40 years later, it came back to haunt him. No one knew that there were going to be more <laughs> yeah. movies past it. Even, well, even George Lucas. Well, I mean, did. George Lucas made an interview and he was like, yeah, yeah no, I have all these stories and, yeah. you know, I could do this, could do that, but it's whatever. We'll yeah. see. I want to spend time with my family yeah, and sell everything for a quadrillion dollars yeah. to Disney. Uh, another reason <laughs> the sequel sucked was George Lucas gave Disney everything he had. Yeah. He's they, like, and they'd used like, yeah. no, they used none They're of like, it. Yeah. yeah. And they were just like, no, this is Disney now. Well, they actually told him, <laughs> yeah, we'll use it. And then, yeah. Was, is that part of what helped him sell? It was like, yeah, we'll be using your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Should have got her. Yeah, it probably wasn't yeah. properly in the contract. I'm sure. No, it probably yeah. he probably got lost in the sauce when he saw like a billion dollars, and he's like, I'm gonna... "Yeah, a billion dollars." I guess. Yeah. Misses some sentences. Million billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll do it. I guess. Vision, vision's getting blurry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
something I came up with is a billion dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine just having like a brainchild of like something you just are so passionate about and you do, you know, your work, your, your life's work essentially mm. of how hard you worked on it. Billion dollars. And yeah. someone's just like, I'm going to give you a billion dollars for that. And you're just like, hello? Yeah. Excuse me? It is crazy. And I, I've seen like the behind the scenes stuff on Disney Plus of all the movies. Mm-hmm. The practical effects are crazy. Well, the I creativity have, alone for there, some of them, you're like, <laughs> there's a, a documentary about how he created his studio. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. Is it the newer one that just recently came yeah, out? Yeah, it's on like, Disney uh, Plus. Light, light and something. Something like that. But he basically chose like leading workers in like like light design like graphics design like every field yeah. he chose like two or three experts and then just created a visual effects studio and like just created something that still looks good today yeah no yeah. for sure like, and it's, it's it and his passion towards it you can tell like that he yeah. loves it like you know people can hate on <laughs> the, like the cgi elements of the of a uh, film one like i'm going in like technically yeah proper yeah. order so phantom menace, phantom menace. but Man, the behind the scenes of like how like giddy he is when yeah. they're like making the characters and stuff is like amazing. You're just like, man, he is just loving it. Oh, even today, like if you watch like the Mandalorian behind the scenes, him, yep. John Favreau, and Dave Filoni are just like nerding have, out. Yeah, like they're having a ball just making it together. And that's I think that's why it, that's what it shows like in those films. Like you can love or hate some of the storytelling elements of Star mm-hmm. Wars, but the passion is still there. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, same with the Mandalorian. Same thing. There's like you can just feel the passion going into the work yeah i think george i don't know if he got tired of it or if it was just like he didn't know the right way to execute his ideas but like his idea for star wars like just spawned so much right like the original trilogy was well done but then he kind of lost the handle on it now dave filoni and john favreau are just taking the torch and running with it which is good yeah trustworthy people yeah (laughs) disney you know there are people that, you know, just because you ran an animated show doesn't mean that you can't write an amazing movie. It's true. <laughs> yeah. With real people. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's why they initially brought in John Favreau is because they didn't trust Dave Filoni to make live action shows. Yeah. So they brought John Favreau in to be like the lead on it and then have Dave Filoni just give him the Star Wars knowledge. And then John Favreau's kind of like taught Dave Filoni how to do it. Which is great. So, yeah. What a duo. Yeah. What a duo. All right. MCU, you're caught up on essentially everything? I want to say, yeah. I think Black Panther was last. Yep. At least, yep. right? Yeah. So and then, then yeah. we're waiting on Ant-Man. Ant-Man in about a month from now. Yeah, February, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm caught up on that. What did we mention in the in a previous cast? We were talking about um, the phase four being like... The soft reboot. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was uh, That would be episode 37. So what do you... Uh, how how are you feeling about yeah? The what is your thoughts phase on four? Phase Four in comparison to the rest of the MCU? All right, so refresh me. Phase Four starts right after technically I think Spider-Man. I think it's after No Way Home, right? Yeah, it's or after No Way Home. I, I, no Way Home might be the be- I think is the beginning of Phase Four. Phase four but okay. you could argue. <laughs> I thought it I thought almost that feels was the like end of Phase Three. No, because that was the second Spider-Man movie, I believe. Okay, not the third one. Anyways, all right. Let's start from from No Way Home then. <laughs> uh, no Way Home. Uh, absolutely love it it is yeah it was a great movie it was slow at the beginning but once you get the three spider-men on screen and you get like you're just 
you know, the, the chills. The, literal. Giddy, the giddy nostalgia yeah. of just, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God, this is happening. Like, I can't believe they'd made this work somehow. Like, this never thought this life. would happen. Um, like, that is just crazy. But I feel like the MCU's kind of had a uh, phase two um, failings recently, where in phase two, a lot of the movies were just kind of disjointed and bad. <laughs> like, Iron Man 3, for example. Like, Thor 2. Like, just that kind of, like not great era of marvel yeah Um, there's definitely some miss definitely some big misses i even yeah i would even argue like ultron at the end of the day was not yeah phase two again yeah phase two is just kind of the weakest uh, avengers yeah no phase two is the weakest phase by a lot because i mean there's three solid movies in phase two but outside of that it's kind of just meh because winter soldiers from phase two same with ant-man and the first guardians yeah winter soldier is i think probably my second favorite marvel movie so yeah like there are some winners what's number one uh, game? No way home. No way home. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. It's, I just I can't get over the giddy happiness of That's like right. the last forty minutes of just like oh my god. And like when you watch the choreography of them slinging around together, like there's a scene where they go around the Statue of Liberty and they shoot two of them shoot webs at yep. each other to swing together. It's yes. just it's just yeah. too the good. big really well shot that yeah. everyone was like oh my god this is gonna be there. And this is before it was officially yeah. like they were in it. Oh yeah 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 no that, that I just can't get over that. But the Winter Soldier is in my opinion. W- the best like it's the best most story it's the most like perfect of the marvel movies but no way home is just my favorite that's fair okay um, yeah and it was super impactful too winter yeah. soldier like it really kind of pushes the dominoes for the behind the scenes yeah. of yeah. like shield and all this corruption yeah and it tied in to tied into agents, agents of, of shield, shield really well a such an average to bad <laughs> show. It, okay. we've talked about it before on the podcast but the show had a lot of promise potential yeah it's just that it related so weakly, like, uh, yeah. like it, like they made it seem like it was gonna be, like, oh yeah, it's like hand in hand with the MCU, but then it was like, oh yeah, Thor was here, and it's just like a mess. Yeah, like oh okay, ladies, that's it, that's our, that's our relation. Yeah. Lady to Sif Thor. shows up, ladies, I think. Lady Sif is in a couple episodes. Mockingbird actually. shows up a few times, and then they just axe that as yeah. well. Yeah, and, because and this whole now, time it's uh, like now Hawkeye's wife is supposed to be Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, because okay, she's yeah. Uh, she's also Agent Thirteen. Yeah, that was in uh that was like a big plot point of the Hawkeye show. Yeah. They they retrieve a watch that belonged to Agent Thirteen who you find out is his wife and you're yeah. like oh, oh. a cool little thing that like kind of puts into perspective why she's so understanding of his career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Yeah, um, I don't it's the Shield could have been a lot better Agents of Shield because Yes, yeah. Well, it wasn't made They could have, by... in, in the movies, you could have easily just had Coulson be in the movies and be like, I'm the director now. Yeah, and they never did up. that. Yeah. The whole time, he was still dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was made by, it wasn't made by Disney. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was ABC. ABC, yeah. So, like, they like they got loose rights to be connected to, but yeah. they couldn't actually. What do you think created the Inhuman show? Yeah. ABC. Well, it was supposed yeah. to be a movie. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we don't need <laughs> to. Disney was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? We'll just we do don't want to take the blame. Fine. We're yeah. not going to take the yeah. L on that one. Someone uh, else take the L. The only technical failure of the MCU. But yeah, Phase Four's had some hits. It's had some. Well, it's, the thing is, big, like big some misses. of the movies have been entertaining, mm. right? And okay, we so talked there's about seven movies, and I didn't even know Black Widow was part of Phase Four. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, well, um, that's one of the that's, first ones. That's right? the yeah. COVID. That was issues. the COVID movie. Yeah. yeah, that one got delayed like you. Seven you, years if that or actually came out in theaters, you 100 percent would have believed that that was part of Phase Four. You well, no, for sure. It was, yeah, but the it was... story was written and almost finished. I think in like 2012. Like, yeah, it, no, it was it's such an come, old. Yeah, it was, supposed, it was supposed to come, to come out, out like after Avengers One or something. yeah, because it's like an origin. It's like kind of like the yeah. first sold, like the Captain America, the first movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
Like that's kind of like the idea that you're kind of yeah. The filming was concluded by 2019, but it wasn't released until July, like two and a half years later, basically. But it takes place in between Civil War, like just after. Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out around that time. Yeah. Well, yeah, Black Widow's an okay movie. I mean, Shang-Chi, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Shang-Chi was, was a good movie. Shang-Chi was actually... And a Canadian boy. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. It's a saga. That, that's probably got to be one of the best yeah. recent... Underrated, I think, I of agree. that movie. The, yeah, because people don't know anything. Of, like, yeah. The thing, at the end of the day, a character, the, the superhero leading a film is important. Yeah. And yeah. if people don't know who the heck you are... If you are, haven't watched Kim's Convenience, you might not know the actor. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you haven't have a reason to be like, oh, yeah, I'm so pumped to see that, other than just being like an MCU buff, mm-hmm. yeah. why are you going to go see it? But the the fight choreography in that... Oh, it was, oh, it was amazing. They it was got, an MCU kung fu movie. Yeah. Well, they got... I think I can't remember if it was one or two, but they got like Jackie Chan's fight choreographers to yeah, do they it. Went yeah. off. And he passed away, I think, during the filming or like after the filming, like the post... Uh, Around close, yeah, yeah. During production at some point. Yeah, but like the fight choreography is absolutely mind-blowing. It's yeah. got to be one of the best movies for fights alone. In the MCU, it's yeah. the best hand-to-hand combat for in sure. any of... Like, yeah. it actually, even, the, even the fucking bus scene... And it's so yeah. rewarding. Bus scene's great. The bus scene took them like four months to yeah. film and choreograph, like choreograph that scene and everything. Is epic. Yeah. I know too with uh, the end credit scene or the post credit scene, uh, people are theorizing that that's going to be super important for Ant-Man oh. because a lot of people are saying that the beaker that it's sending out, people are thinking it's like it outer worldly, but it's actually inner world. Reverse. <laughs> yeah. Inside the microverse, whatever the heck you want, the quantum verse. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how I feel about them like changing the 10 rings to like wristbands instead of actual rings, yeah i was kind of 50 50 with that too but then i kind of see that i think we've talked about it in one of the episodes before of how like marvel right now is going with like three or four different storylines at mm-hmm. once and phase four is just kind of like here's some of this here's some of that and it seems like part phase, of it which yeah. is going to be captain marvel's-esque story is like these ancient artifacts with yeah. the 10 rings ms marvel's yeah band. phase five is definitely going to be the part where it starts kind of coming together pushing and things together Avengers and Kang dynasty yeah the end of phase it's like six. it really is like a reboot right like I, you look yeah. at phase one and it's kind of like oh there's all these heroes yeah. or all these they all come together superhero films and then there's just for the a lot of them it's just the post credit scene that's kind of like yeah. oh there's mm-hmm. some behind the scenes things yeah. going on you're like thor's oh. hammer at the end of iron man 2 was the post credit scene because phil yeah. Coulson leaves halfway through the movie and then when well, iron man thor's 1 you have the end with the hulk thing yep. right like so well no no uh that's the hulk Ending. Yeah, oh, the, end, ending, the, right. the end of Iron Man one is Nick Fury showing up, be like, so we're gonna we're put, put together a team. Yeah, and then yeah. Hulk is the one where they're like, yeah, yeah, Tony shows up talking to Ross, which so, also kind of doesn't make sense because he wasn't even on the team until like three movies later. So if you watch, <laughs> um, there's a short film on Disney Plus called The Consultant, I believe, oh, okay. and it actually gives you a full origin of that post credit team okay. because they didn't want the Hulk on the team originally, so they wanted to send Tony Stark, who's a dick wanted to save time. money. Gotcha. To be like, talk to <laughs> talk to Theodos Ross or whatever and tell him that we don't want him, basically. Because gotcha. S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't want to hire some random agent to do it. So they're like, yeah, we'll just get Tony Stark to do it. It's gotcha. fine. Gotcha. Send uh, the rich guy. One, yeah. of, one of my worries about where Marvel's going, though, is it almost feels like they're trying to immediately recreate and cash in on the Endgame Infinity War success. Because Avengers 5 and 6 are supposed to come out in, I think it's 2025 and 26. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're going to be... Like like a two parter kind of thing. Like they're different, sure. but they're supposed to be super connected. Um, it almost feels like because like Endgame was everything in 2019, right? Like it was literally right. everything. Yeah, like it, it was. Such it was a, the, such an event. It was the the culmination of all it. But the, at the end of the day, we didn't get a Avengers movie for Phase Four. 
we've had an Avengers movie for every phase. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So this is the first phase without it. Um, but like it almost feels like they're trying to recapture that limelight of of course yeah that's yeah a bit too quickly like we'll have to wait to see well i i definitely think that some of the movies are going to get pushed back easily yeah like 100 percent. i don't think phase six like kank dynasty that's not going to come out till like mid 2027 guaranteed because you also have to keep in mind like what other disney movies and stuff are going to pump out on top of the fact that certain sequels are supposed to come out as well like shang chi is supposed to get a a sequel but that's Mm -hmm. not in the current lineup so if that story is going to be important to help tell the story of Kang Dynasty, they're just going to push it back and they'll slide Shang-Chi into the one of the spots, yeah. right? Well, we saw it with other... the When films do more popular than they expect, Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example. They end yep. up shoehorning in a sequel, a sequel somewhere. Yeah, or, Spider-Man. So. Well, there was never <laughs> any yeah. doubt. But like, that was more rights. But they were like, oh yeah, Tom Holland's going to take a break for a couple years. He'll be back. And they're like, okay, just kidding. We're announcing Spider-Man so, 4. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they're just... It makes too much money. Right, and that's essentially Iron Man what is it's a money about. maker. It is. Yeah. It is a big money maker. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely seems like they need this phase has been kind of like the okay, these are we're grabbing, we're introducing new heroes, new elements, but we also are taking some of the older. Yeah, it's the next generation. Right, aspect, so they're right? creating the new new Avengers. Yeah, and uh, we're working towards it. We'll see. I don't know if they're t- going for the same shebang, but let's face it. Ev- every phase, the Avengers was always the hype thing for the phase, right? Yeah. You were always kind of like, Ultron may not be the best, but you, were, I was still hyped for it when I was like, oh, here yeah. comes another Avengers. All of those heroes we've been watching Which are I now together. Which I think for Avengers 5, when it comes out at the end of phase 5, I think that's going to make phase 4 pay off even more. Yeah. yeah. Because now for phase 5, we're trickling in things from the Disney Plus shows into the movie. Mm-hmm. Feels like we're gonna have a lot of heroes on the Avengers team. Oh, that's why yeah, it's gonna be two movies. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. But, like, like so many. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Matt, but aren't Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty aren't those like two of the biggest Avengers events in the comics? Yeah, Secret Wars which is such one? a confusing. Uh, <laughs> so there's three Secret Wars. Yeah, but it also depends which one they go to because if Fantastic Four is gonna come out in the middle of it's supposed the, to be 2024, yeah, they need yeah. to go Secret Wars three. That's what I'm thinking too. And that the would reason, make it so much easier. The other reason is they can make it so Secret Wars three. That's how they get rid of Tom Holland. That's how they get rid of Tom Holland. Bring in Miles. Because then Morales. they just bring Miles in as the well, new Spider Man. The next, the next trilogy. I don't know which of the Spider Man movies, but it's supposed to be Tom Holland training. Like Miles meets Morales. Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's what to I mean. Like, like it's supposed to be a mentor. It definitely seems like that's going to be. But yeah, just they can easily kill Tom Holland off because I love Tom Holland. I think he's a great Spider Man, but. Yeah. He I'm said sure, in an interview though yeah, he, that he doesn't want to be Spider Man do for other the rest films. of his life. Yeah, and yeah, they're probably just going to kill yeah. him off. And are you familiar bring... with uh, Secret Wars three in the comics? I actually don't. I loosely know the plot. Yeah, of basically, it's just Doctor Doom takes the bits and pieces of all the different multiverses, makes them into a giant map, and there's walls in between everything. And that's the easiest yeah. way to describe it without spoiling. That's, like, that's the pretty plot. good. Yeah, there's there's like but, a battle planet where they all end up. Yeah, on battle world. Yeah, it's. It's a confusing freaking story, but it's It's confusing, great. and it's cool. And it's also awesome because I've been wanting Doctor Doom to be yeah. an Avengers villain forever. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, Reed Richards' kid like recreates all the worlds. Yeah, and Valerie and uh, Franklin helped recreate because the yeah. Fantastic Four died, I believe, at the when the Ultimate Universe and the main continuity came together, yeah. and they disappeared for like three, four years in the comics. They're, they basically mm-hmm. became like but, the gods of, yeah, in it, a way. It's, like it's weird. They end up being the ultimate heroes. Yes, of course. In the end. The just, Fantastic Four. Yeah, the, the the family, the Marvel family. But just just to like tie up what I was saying with them like rushing like Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty to like try to recreate Endgame is like the big event from the Infinity Saga is like 
the Infinity Gauntlet, the Thanos yeah. snap, right? Mm-hmm. That's like one large event. Like the other Avengers movies, although they featured big co- characters like Ultron, they weren't like these large, massive events. But Secret War and Kang Dynasty are large, massive events. Yeah. Right. So they're trying to rush it in like a four-year, five-year we'll period. See. We'll see how they end up introducing. That's the yeah. thing, yeah. right? We don't know. It could just be more of a inner. Right. We're also going to see. Will, how, yeah. I think Amen yeah. will explain a lot of. Yes. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be a big problem. It's it. going to answer a lot of questions for because well that's like going to be our first introduction to kind of like what the big bad's going to be for yeah. Avengers, yeah. right? So depending on how that is, because it could just be a thing that's monitored by the Avengers. Like Amen's like, yeah, we have a problem. Yeah. And he's like, this is what... Cause, we got to get the band back together, but I don't well, know where the band is. The thing yeah. is, all the way through phase one, two, three, they don't know about Thanos. No. They right? literally don't know they until no clue Hulk until falls he... from the sky and he goes, Thanos is coming. And I think Tony just goes, who, who the who? heck is Thanos? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so that's why this one could be more interesting because maybe they do yeah. know. And they're like, hey, we're going to... We need to prepare for this yeah. and we need to be ready because we don't need another. Yeah. I'm curious Thanos. if instead of Dr. Doom doing Secret Wars that it's going to be Kang because in the Ant-Man trailers, we see Kang make a comment above like, oh, like I've killed you in the multiverse before kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I want Dr. So, Doom. I want Dr. Doom too. Don't we're getting well, a Fantastic there, Four movie. There was a lot of theories that uh, Black Panther 2 was supposed to have a post credit scene that introduced Doom and then they decided to go against it because like the robots they were sending to find the vibranium. Yeah. So many people's theory was Doom bots. Doom bots. Yeah, like Doom funded it and then it ended up just being the, uh, the Iron Heart. It was another rich guy. Like intro, but I think throwing Doom at the end would have been too much, though. People weren't thinking it was going to be like a full-on Doom introduction, but someone just being like, "Oh, like I'll let the doctor know," or like some like yeah, some you know, like throwaway line that could mean so many different things. Yeah, kind of like in Miss Marvel when they're like, "You're a mutant," like you know what I mean? Like they're not introducing the X Men, yeah. but it's like this changes everything, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the MCU. We won't talk about DC though. Well, three. Yeah, they don't exist because there is no DC. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. All right, so what we usually ask when we have a guest that's into the video games is what was the first video game or console you had that you played? What got you into gaming in general? All right, I so I always stole my brother's Game Boy Color as a kid and saved over his Pokemon Gold file a couple too many times um but eventually oh my. my my family <laughs> hate you still or <laughs> that's why i yeah. moved to australia yeah yeah <laughs> so much more <laughs> he sense. needed to yeah. be far away yeah no he he got over it he doesn't care about pokemon anymore I he might, got over that it. might be my fault but uh he gave up on it at my, a young age my family moved when i was seven okay. and when we moved into a new house it took a while for like the cable and internet and everything to get set up and it was around my seventh birthday so my mom and dad got me a Game Boy Advance with Pokemon Crystal. Hell yeah. And I played that for so many hours. Like, that was my introduction to my love of Pokemon, like, you know, handheld gaming. And, like, that was my first console, first thing I owned. Like, I played that way too much and yep. still do sometimes. And have you played the, the Scarlet and Violet? Uh, I've started it. haven't gotten too far okay. into it. Um, I don't play my Switch much. Um probably a waste of five hundred dollars for the amount that i play it but i'm very portable um but i i've excuse me i've i've beaten sword and shield and i've i've started scarlet and i plan to okay. get to it I, I didn't get it till christmas so did you like sword and shield i did I, I thought i thought parts of it yeah i thought it could have been better but I, I i remember enjoying it i didn't enjoy it enough to play and finish the dlc mm. but i i Fair. enjoyed it enough 
That's fair. Yeah, you put the hours in. Yeah, like I, I don't think I've really grinded a Pokemon game since Sun and Moon, and even then I didn't play that one too much. I think the last like peak entry in the series was the uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire game. Heck yeah, yeah, those ones yeah. were one of the best games. Yeah. What's uh? So is would you say Pokemon's your favorite game? Period. Or is there any other kind of games that nostalgic games other than Pokemon that kind of like take that? Or is it is really Pokemon? Pokemon's definitely the childhood game. Yeah. Though that's I've probably spent thousands of hours playing Pokemon, but. I think really it went from like Pokemon to like League of Legends, and then I played that. <laughs> what a jump! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got a laptop, played League of Legends with a trackpad. I didn't even have a mouse. Damn, and that's impressive. I played Ezreal, who was all skill shots. So it's, it's even more impressive. Yeah, it, was it just hilarious. gets more and more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he discovered a mouse and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, game I've been playing yeah, this on way extreme difficulty. Um, but yeah, Pokemon was definitely like the biggest entry. I played like a tiny, tiny bit of Fire Emblem. Okay. Uh, I only really played like uh, Phantom Hourglass for Zelda. Like, so do you guys not have like it was just like handheld consoles? Like you guys were just rocking like Game Boys. And yeah, like- my my parents didn't just give us consoles. Like we had to earn it. So yeah, like, yeah. when I got my Xbox 360, for example, I saved up my weekly allowance for 14 months. Nice. Good and work. to get it, so. Uh, so like I, I didn't do much console gaming until I was in high school, um, and even then it was just like Call of Duty and NHL. yeah, and like nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, a bit of FIFA, a bit of NHL, Call of Duty. That was like it really. Um, played like the Assassin uh, Assassin's Creed games. Uh, the originals are great. Of Assassin's yeah, Creed. The, the first one is kind of bad. It's like super. It's the same like right. six missions on repeat. Yeah, for but the, the whole story, game. like the story, story is from like one, two, yeah. three. Uh, uh, I can't remember the one that wasn't a number. Those ones were all pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, the the Ezio games, which is Brotherhood. Uh, is it Revelation? I, I can't it's remember. It's been so long. It's the, since whatever the third Ezio game is, but it's two Brotherhood and then the third one. Those ones were all f- fantastic. Uh, and then I played the ones uh, with Connor, which I think is Assassin's Creed Three. Mm. That's the one where you're the maybe that's four. I think it's three. Well, you're the Native American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, kid, yeah. So that I think that's the third one, technically fifth one. Um, like the the newer games, I don't know if you've played them. I like haven't played one they're in a long time. Good, like they're enjoyable. Like they look great. Mm-hmm. They're fun, the uh, combat and et cetera. Like it's good, but they just don't feel as connected. Like the originals, like have so much more like that's overarching story going yeah. on, and now it just feels like you're just like. It's Assassin's Creed's just the name of you going back into your ancestry, like an ancestry, and yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like they had like the whole Desmond storyline between the games, um, and then with Ezio, it was like, okay, you're playing three games as one character. You're learning so much about everything he touched and did, and then yeah. it's like, okay, now you're a new assassin every game, right? And like that's kind of where they fell off, I think, for me. Um, also, I know a lot of people liked it. I hated the sailing mechanic. Like when you were on the boat. Oh yeah, I just no, okay. I'm not a fan of that. So I know a lot of people liked it. I think in Black Flag is when people really liked it. Yeah, there's a couple other mechanics that are like weird if you've gone from like more general fighting RPG kind of games, like um, uh, the Lord of the Rings games. I can't remember what those are. Called. Those ones are called Mordor. Shadows, Shadows of Mordor. Of Mordor. Yeah. Like that Batman, Spider Man. Like they're a lot more like the button mashy. Yeah. Not that I'm saying it's bad. It's just like my brain is so used to those games. So whenever I like went to an Assassin's Creed, I'm just mispressing buttons so oh, often. Assassin's Creed, especially for like two and Brotherhood, it was all about the uh, counterattack. 
Like you just counterattacked everything and you won. That's fair. Uh, but after that, I played like a lot of like the Star Wars games. Uh, like Knights of the Old Republic is one of my favorite games of all time. It's got my favorite Star Wars character in it, Revan. Um, the new Jedi Star Wars games, the one with the ones with Cal Kestis, that one, yeah. the Fallen Order was incredibly well made. Like the combat felt fun. It was cool. Like you actually had force powers you got to use that weren't just like clunky use lightning on everyone yeah, and like, it looked amazing looked amazing like the cutscenes were amazing the story was really well done vader was absolutely no, he's become terrifying. a fan favorite right like yeah like that's how that says something if you yeah. well i mean both games right because yeah. yeah you have uh dark revan and stuff too right from mm-hmm. like clearly there's some good yeah, good no, writers the, yeah. no the, the writings of the star wars games are actually like surprisingly good which is like more rich yeah like it's kind of funny how like the movies are the bad writing when there should be the good one and the video yeah. games and the books are like unreal but yeah no there's been a lot of talk of like wanting uh cal kestis in like the mandalorian or other shows like that because he he fits the timeline like he should still be alive mm-hmm. right? so yeah that would be cool to see yeah you're also the first esports person we have had on the cast so esports how'd you get into esports in general i'm assuming it's based off of league of legends yeah yeah league of legends was definitely my gateway drug into esports um i started it was oh god i want to say season two spring split finals coast or yeah coast versus tsm i think it was okay and i was cheering for coast uh because i believe the support's name was daydreaming and he was playing blitzcrank and i thought it was funny um (laughs) and then my friend uh, was like, nah, dude, TSM's amazing. You'll love this Dyrus guy. Okay. And so I was like, all right, I'll cheer for TSM. And then and, from then on, TSM. And then, yeah, I guess I've been a TSM fan for, God, how many years is that now? And then 11? it ended this year or last year. <laughs> I, With all the crazy yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i definitely the type. So I come from traditional sports where my loyalty is to a team, not to players. Correct. Whereas esports, it's very much so like, Oh, I'm a double it fan. I follow double it. Yeah, you you like pick up you pick a person. It's just easier that way too because unlike traditional sports in league for for people like Matt or if you don't know, (laughs) it's like those five players are the five players. It's not there are no subs. Yeah, rare unless there is a hurt or something. But yeah, for the most part, you're not subbing mid game like you are in hockey Mm -hmm. where you can be like, hey, I like X center and but there's also three other centers on this team. Yeah, it's this is the player. Exactly. And you don't really have like the same type of prospect system. Like you said, like four centers yeah, on a team where like they're trying, oh, but it's not nowhere. Yeah. So it's like you and also with streaming, you really get to know the personality of players more in esports. So but I was more of like a traditional sports guy, like I said, so brand loyalty to TSM was kind of my thing. And as they've gotten worse in the drama, I've kind of fallen off of the League of Legends Which TSM hype. You train, could but. argue is that's there. They've failed you. You're the loyal yeah. fan. Yeah. Right? Like, you're the oh, one that... I the, think I own, like, three or four sweaters. Like, I know you're a Cloud9 merch. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a Cloud9 so Yeah, I'm a Cloud9 fan. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm, yeah. As I wear a sweater. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, T- TSM was definitely my intro. And then from there, I would, like... Uh, I was in. I had a CS:GO phase where I followed TSM CS:GO before they were Astralis. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, for people that don't know, they end up being what... People could... There are arguments, but it is one of, if not the Best greatest team, team ever. Yeah. ever. 
in CSGO. Yeah. Uh, so follow them, and I tried getting into, like, TSM's Rocket League, and then that was also, like... Rocket League's had a big revolving door for teams. Yeah. And I'm they wondering also, how much it costs for those teams to stay in it or something. So TSM EU Rocket League, they were decent, and then they had, I think, an NA team after, or maybe they just stayed in EU, but then they got really bad, and then they just dropped out of it, and then okay they've they've come and gone with like every game and like they had a really good apex team and then they lost all their apex players and then it's uh, sorry valorant I valorant yeah was, like yeah but yeah due to stuff yeah so is he still still gonna support tsm though um you're gonna join it, us it's really Cloud hard nine? it's really hard for me like i said like i'm, a, I'm like a team join first Dan. kind Dude, of guy right? i won't blame you so like i it's really hard for me to like say like i hate just lie. You know, C nine is his second favorite team. It is C nine. Actually, see? they are my second favorite team. I will admit that. Like whenever you know TSM doesn't make it to Worlds or Dan's hype for me every time C nine does good and, T- yeah. and TSM is doing bad. Yeah, I, I I'm very quick to cheer for C nine as well, which I, I think their friendly rivalry of the old days with yeah. like Medios. It was easier to like C nine back yeah. in the day because they had they were the like meme said, team. Yeah, they're the like, meme team. They had great personalities. Yeah. Um, it is a shame. Like now. The, like we said, the revolving door of players is crazy. Yeah. This year, C9's roster only has one change, I believe, the mid laner. So. Oh well, I was looking at all the teams the other day. For oh, a, it's the friendly, craziest change. A friendly for a while. competition we do, and I think every team in NA had at least two players change. No. Most C- of them C9's had. C9's one. Most of them had three to four players. C9 change, changed so. their mid laner, and that's it. Yeah. Well, they have two two young guys, but. Also, C9 has a really good color scheme. Yeah, C9, and their logo's clean. Yeah, like, the logo's very well designed. The thing yeah. about I that I hate about TSM, I think we've both been to a final yeah. in Toronto, the North American Finals, which was... <laughs> Funnily enough, we didn't know each we other, friends but then. we were... Yeah, this was like two or three years before we met each other, but yeah. we were both at we that finals. We were both finals. there, yeah. and I'm not going to lie, the TSM chants make your hair stand up. It's that, uh, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, goosebumps, yeah. But I will say, Team Solo Mid is a horrible brand anymore. name. <laughs> Which is why they don't go by Team Solo Mid. They just go I by know, TSM, they do TSM now. Yeah. But it's just like when people are like, what does that stand for? You're like, yeah. Well, you see, back in the days <laughs> of the beta of League of Legends. Like, the try explaining that to someone like mid. in like yeah. CSGO or, or like Apex Legends. Yeah. What's TSM stand for? I don't know. I'm just a yeah. team I'm on. <laughs> exactly. And, and the funny thing is, it's it was like a meta-defining thing. Oh, 100%. Before, like, back in like the beta of the game, because people used to run 2 mid for people who don't know League of Legends. It worked for... And then they the, swapped it. For what then, they were. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, we're Team Solo Mid because we're one of the first teams to run one person in mid lane. Like, And he happened to be really, really good yeah. in comparison. And then they picked up another one who happened to be pretty good. Arguably the best NA player of all time. So, we'll, 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 C9 Army will welcome you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cloud9 is definitely a solid name that works for... Yeah. A, I think it's a better brand name overall. Agreed. But. It, you know, Jack made an amazing brand yeah. from Cloud9. Clean logo, name works for multiple things, yep. and he, he does a good job of, of uh, running the team. Even he when does, the decisions, yeah. you know, he doesn't back down because fans are, like, yeah. disagreeing. He's like, look, I'm the one who's doing the research. I'm the one who sees yeah. the behind the scenes. I'm the, This is the choice. Yeah. And it's worked so far. So <laughs> faith in Jack. Yeah. But uh, so you don't follow, like, Smash or anything? Um, I did actually. Leffen, I followed a lot, even though he's kind of a controversial guy. Of course, um, yeah. but TSM again, <laughs> TSM players. So I followed him. But like, um, I used to follow melee a lot. There was a time when I played melee a lot. Uh, I was never good, unreal at it. But but could you wave dash? Uh, 
not well. Okay, well you're better than <laughs> but, me. Uh, <laughs> but like I was, I was that guy who played Jiggly. I think watching, so. I love watching the melee tournaments. Yeah, they're really hype. Oh, it's yeah. insane, and it, I think that's part of, part of the charm of it is that I could I could never because for me when I think back to me playing melee as a kid, I'm playing items on with my brothers like yeah. we'd have friends over maybe items are on and it's more like people Pokeballs running for pokeballs and yeah. seeing like what <laughs> you would get and oh man it's just it's amazing how old that game is but pe- there's metas always changing too it's insane for how old that the, game is the price of crt tvs went up so much recently because of melee tournaments yeah like, and tournament organizers hate it because yeah. it's a, such a pain yeah they have to either ask people like beg for donations or like spend like a thousand dollars on a crt tv and it's like it's crazy Plus mango's the goat so yeah <laughs> he is yeah what a guy what a guy to cheer for he's one of the four gods yeah he's he's hard to cheer for sometimes yeah because he comes off sometimes where he just doesn't care and he does not hide it yeah but then he shows up to a tournament and he goes on a loser bracket run and you can't help but be like yeah. so hyped for it. Yeah. And yeah, that's just melee. But yeah, I'd say my biggest ones are probably League of Legends, Melee. I'll definitely turn, tune in for the tournaments. And then if there's like a big CSGO tournament, like I don't turn, yeah. I don't watch a lot of like regular games or like builds up to um, any of the majors. But mm-hmm. once a major is happening, there's a lot of hype. I'll, I'll watch it, yeah. especially like the bigger teams during yeah. them. Like I'll, I'll tune in for them because Although I'm not great at CSGO, it is hype to watch. It is, yeah. It is definitely hype to watch. You'll have to try it, man. You'll try it. So, CSGO is easier. CSGO is easier to understand. League yeah, of Legends is extremely hard to explain to people. Um, yeah, it is. Actually, we the World's Finals that happened this year, we went to uh, our friend's house. A friend we actually haven't had on the podcast yet. And uh, we're all together. And <laughs> he offered to host it. Man, he's a saint, but he knows nothing about League of Legends. And, you know, he tried his best, but it's just like, it is... It's the thought that counts. When you're yeah. watching it, even as someone who plays it and knows what's happening, yeah, it is so hard to follow sometimes when things are happening and you're not the one playing. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I can't... Like, I don't even know where to explain other than, like, the goal. Yeah. To destroy the Nexus. That's the goal. That's... <laughs> Yeah, well, like, it's something crazy to think about if you play League of Legends. Like, think about how many champions are there's, like, what, 160, 170 yeah, like, champs? Yeah, whatever it is, 150 champions in the game. You, if you play All the with game, four skills and if, a passive. I was going to say, if you play the game, you know all four skills and the passive. Five abilities, you know what they do for all 100 and, like, whatever champions. Like, that's so much useless that's like the requ- knowledge. And, but like, it's the requirement to understand the game. Yeah, but, like, it takes up so much room in your brain for that. Let alone like, if you, like, play AMRAM and actually know yeah. somewhat how to play the champion. Yeah. We had uh, Eddie on, who, wh- he said one of his favorite streams he did was uh, a League of Legends streams because he doesn't play League of Legends. Mm-hmm. So he's a noob. And he got tired of playing against bots. He's like, I'm going to play an AMRAM. And then people were just flaming the crap on him because he wasn't <laughs> like proficient on whatever random yeah. champion he got. And that's the thing. The one problem with the league is it's so toxic because yeah. you you could literally have never played champion, go on ARM, a four fun game mode, yep. and you will get flamed if you don't if you're not like diamond level on that champion. Yeah, it's crazy. But I yeah, uh, it's funny actually we'll mention it fifty minutes into the podcast, <laughs> but the way Dan and I met was in school. Yeah. And I am not a talkative person. Or an outgoing person. Despite what the podcast might suggest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm just like sitting, you know, for the class listening. And I was wearing like a Cloud9 jersey or a sweater or whatever. And I'm pretty sure Dan noticed that. Yeah. Like one day I was wearing it. And then the next day I was wearing like another Cloud9 thing or something. You had a Sabres hat on. And I had a Sabres hat on. Yeah. And uh, 
And then he saw that I had an anime background on and my laptop. All the Naruto Sharingans. Yeah. I remember. Nice. Yeah, and then that was the day. I and was then Dan like, was like, I'm going to talk to this kid. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, we're best friends now. I was like, like oh, hey, we have, he's we have like three things in common yeah, that he, nobody likes. He like altogether. turned to me and he's like, like hey, uh, I like Naruto. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like, he's like, and then he talked about, um, he was asking if I played League because I was wearing Cloud9. I was like, yeah, yeah I like League of Legends and Cloud9. And then he started chatting and then, then we got to He just bounced off all the things he saw and he's yeah. like, okay, we'll talk about these things. And then it kind of grew from, which is kind of funny. And then we found out we lived in the same city. Yep. That was like a 20 minute drive away from our college. So yep. I was like, I'll buy you a bagel and a coffee every morning if you give me a ride. And the rest is history. Yeah. So what, five years now? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Good yeah. times. Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm not wearing a Sabres hat. I'm wearing True. Yeah. where I work. But yeah. <laughs> I was wearing a Sabres hat. Bill's hat. I was wearing a Bill's yeah. hat. Winter cap. But uh still have an anime background. Let's go with that right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you actually expanded And, and I'm wearing a Cloud9 sweater. Yeah, and you expanded my anime horizons a lot. We didn't actually talk about anime yet, so I guess that's where we'll we'll finish off. Yep. But yep. so you're you're on an anime kick. What's what's the best anime you've watched recently then? Doesn't have to be like a recently aired one, but recently just completed. Oh god. I, I guess Hunter Hunter would have to be the best one. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention. Yeah, and he's... it's part of the, the anime yeah, yeah, club yeah. that I that we've mentioned before that we're watching Hunter Hunter. We picked an a, a in all fairness, a pretty long one to yes. start with, yeah. but we finished it, which yeah, I'm impressed and it was, with. And all of us loved it. I feel yeah. like all of us would have finished it way earlier if yes. we were all let let go to do it themselves. I, I think it wouldn't have taken me more than a month if I was watching it alone. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people would have cranked it out, but that one was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I got into this anime kick was I loaded up my currently watching because of the anime club and I was like... Man, there's too many shows on here. Yeah. I need to start clearing this out. Finish, you're like, I need to clear out the list. Yeah. So I ended up finishing a season of Sword Art that I hadn't finished. I finished uh, the last two seasons of Seven Deadly Sins, which was a... Painful, but you got through it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very painful. And the worst part is for the anime club, we're watching Vivi now. And yeah. the anime, like the animation jump was so jarring <laughs> when I switched from Seven Deadly to like something that's like a 10 out of 10 animation show. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Is, I forgot what good animation looked like. <laughs> this is what it could look like. Yeah. Thanks. I also cleared out a, a JoJo show, or uh, the first like two Part parts. One and two, right? Yeah, two first two parts of JoJo that I was watching. Yeah, so I just cleared out a bunch of stuff, and now I'm finishing off the last two seasons of Sword Art. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good chunk of shows. Yeah. And what's your favorite anime? Oh, God. That is a tough question, but... It doesn't have to be your highest rated, but, like, your favorite. It's joint highest rated. It's, oh, it's joint actually, highest rated. Now that I thought about it, it's not a tough question. I just haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, it's Haikyuu, for Haikyuu. sure. Okay. Haikyuu yeah. is... There is something so phenomenal about the writing of that show where, like... Like I said, I come from a traditional sports thing. Like, that was, like, one of my first big interests yeah. uh, growing up. And, like, the way it's written where, like something happens and you're genuinely cheering or like being sad for things that happen in a scripted sports show. Yeah. Like scripted sports is bad. Like, yeah. Cause you kind of feel like you, yeah. you already know it's going to happen. You're like, Oh wow. The underdog one. Really? Really? Wow. That's so surprising. But like in high spoilers, the underdog doesn't always win. Yeah. Like it, true. It, it's so heartbreaking. Phenomenal. Yeah, it is. It's heartbreaking. And like you fall in love with these characters. And like, like I said, like I genuinely 
cheered out loud at a show that I was watching. That's like never happened to me. Before. Did you really care about volleyball beforehand? Uh, I thought it was a cool sport. I liked it in yeah, school. Yeah, same. Like, you know, Jim Clyde was didn't, cool. Yeah, didn't whatever. care about it. I, I watched it because a friend of mine uh, that I used to game with a lot uh, was like, oh, got to go. The new Haikyuu episode's out. And I was like, <laughs> really, dude? Like, we're in the middle of gaming. Like, you're going to like ditch. And he's like, no, it's Haikyuu. You don't understand. <laughs> and eventually I was like, all right, I'll watch Haikyuu. And I was like, the rest is history. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good anime. Yeah. Well animated. Well, it's dropped off after the third season. But yeah the story still holds yeah no it's it's really good i'm a little disappointed they're doing two movies for the like the last final, like what yeah. 70 chapters or yeah, 100 chapters they have yeah, to do so it'll be yeah an interesting i'm hoping conclusion. if they split it up right it should be fine yeah but it is it is worrisome yeah it is depends on the movie because if the movies end up being like an hour and a half almost two hours then it'll be it I, should be fine. I have a feeling they're just going to finish up the tournament they're in now and not do any of like the epilogue stuff. No, they have to. That's really important for the they, ending. They might announce more movies after. Like, I could see like the. I don't know if I want to spoil it for people who haven't read the manga or seen it, but it, they might do the final final match of the manga in its own movie after these two movies. But I don't think two movies can cover the rest of the tournament and all of that. No, it's possible. It just will feel. Yeah. I think it. Maybe I think what you're saying is is more. I think the issue will be the how the pacing will feel. Yeah. Because as a movie, it the pacing wouldn't feel good. I don't think. Yeah, because like one of the greatest things about season you feel three, you just jump. Yeah. Well, one of the greatest things about season three is it's it's ten episodes for one match. And yes. Like and like, you like, could argue it is overkill a little bit though, but maybe, it was fantastic. But match. when you watch it, you don't feel the overkill. Like no, in sure. my opinion, you're like it's ten episodes and you can't get enough. Like it's, no, it's right. so well done. And like, I think they leave like maybe half an episode or an episode for like the wrap up for the season. But like, I, I just don't see, cause they've got what, I think two games left in the tournament. Yeah. Something like that. And then, you know, like I just don't see that wrapping up those two games plus the final, final game. And then everything in between in two movies. So you haven't read the manga then? I've read snippets. snippets. I, yeah. Like I know what happens. Roughly. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, uh, I've said it before. It definitely is one of those few where you enjoy the anime more because mm. you're seeing the game being played. Yeah, and I think that's why I haven't delved but into the manga yet. The manga was good. Yeah, the art was good, and the I well, I'm impatient. <laughs> right? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, like after I when I uh, after I watch Haikyuu for like this, I had to be like the third time because. I watched part of it too because when Dan started watching it, I was like, okay, I'll watch some of it. So then we could, like, I was more refreshed so mm -hmm. I can converse about it. Watched it with uh, Evan as well, who's also one of our friends for our, the anime club. And uh, then I was just like, you know what? No. Because at the time, there was no announcement for another season. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, to I, the top hadn't even been yeah, announced. I was yet, like, right? I, yeah. need, I need to know mm -hmm. what happened. So then I caught up to the manga and I caught up in time where. The, it was the final arc. So I read weekly the final arc. Yeah. And I was like, I just remember being, because I know how much Dan loves it. And I was like, man, this is, it's different, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what the final match is and all that. So I'm, I'm excited for it. But it definitely, I think, is the type of thing that They have watches. to get to that part, though, because that is the shonen final. It's, it's that's his shonen, and that's his shonen goal. Yeah, it's the Naruto versus Sasuke of Haikyuu. Exactly. Like, so you got to get there. Yeah. But I, I think for me, when it comes to manga, like, shonens i find harder to read you enjoy seeing the animated of the yeah action and stuff. like i think the only thing i would say like only shonen i prefer reading is one piece because 
goddamn Oda can write a good manga. Yeah, that guy's but, pretty good. Fair point. But like, I'd rather watch fights, like watch them than read them. Right. Yeah, you want to see them animated. You want to see the how they decide to choreograph a fight because yeah, you can try and piece together, but they you they're never gonna draw a complete fight. Yeah, right? whereas like, animated, you can be like, wow, okay, that was the Kakashi versus Obito fight, one of the best right? animated like, fights. Yeah, like that's like you, you don't get that in the manga. Yeah, exactly. You can get the like drama. Just of it. The, well, yeah. you can get the drama behind it and how much how meaningful it is because you're like, okay, I understand yeah. and I can feel how tough this fight is for Kakashi and stuff. But mm -hmm. when you see it animated, you're just like, Whew. and the sound, it's, no music. Oh yeah. It's so fluid. It's, they also change up the art style. They get oh, rid yeah. of all the black lines, which it's is like clean, crazy. It makes it so fluid. Yeah. I mean, Naruto's great. All the, even though with all its shortcomings, it's great. Yeah, it is. I think I've watched the pain arc like seven times. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. It's, yeah. It's, I just can't get over the sage Naruto. Oh, oh like, when he comes all in. That. That's just, yeah, that was like, that was, as funny as it sounds, because that's so far into Naruto, that was my, okay, I'm hooked on anime moment. That was your I'm hooked on anime moment. Like, it, it took, like, what, 300 episodes of Naruto, like, to get there. But that fight and that moment was just, like, oh, mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so cool. Like, That's funny. I don't know what would my uh, I'm hooked on anime moment. It, it's during Naruto, though, Yeah, as well. But it would have to have been during the first, first part sometime. Yeah. But... I don't know if there's Maybe like the, a true... the Gara fight. Could have been the Gara fight, yeah. That's pretty up there. Or it could have been literally the the fight of the valley. Yeah. Yeah, it was a boozer. Where you're just like, wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the the fight with Sasuke and Naruto. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Like after the Naruto <laughs> saves Sasuke, <laughs> tries to save him, and he and Sasuke's like, I'm running away. This is the Sasuke retrieval arc ending, right? Yeah. From the first part of Naruto. Yeah, when yeah. like he fights Naruto and he owns him and yeah. could have killed him, but then didn't yeah. kill him. Because Sasuke doesn't need friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edgy boys don't need friends. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, Naruto. Good stuff. I like that. And One Piece is good too. Yeah. All right, Dan. Well, thanks for coming on the yeah. podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We'll definitely have to have you on after maybe some new Star Wars content drops or definitely maybe whenever a new movie comes out. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure we'll probably end up watching the movie together. So maybe after Ahsoka or Mandalorian. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that could be hype. Those are coming out sometime this year. So. Yeah. And uh, for everyone else that's listening, thank you for listening. Uh, Another fun chaos. Oh, I mean, no, so this one's actually pretty calm in comparison to some. Yeah, of the we, other, we so. followed. We didn't jump completely all over the place. Exactly. We did. We did say how Dan and I met at the end, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just artistic freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, check us out every Wednesday. Um, we're all on all major podcast platforms and we're now posting TikToks and shorts on YouTube exactly. and TikTok. So feel free to check those out as well. And subscribe. And subscribe. Thank you. Bye. TNMP. The Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the islands by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week.